This is Growth Nostalgia. Hello and welcome to Growth Nostalgia, a podcast where we share our journeys, struggles, our wins, and our dreams. I'm your host, Yesenia. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to 2020. This is the first episode of the year, and I'm just really excited about what this year has in store for us, for for Growth Nostalgia, for me, for my family, for my friends. Um, We're getting married this this year. It'll be amazing. I cannot wait. And uh, I don't know. I don't know about you, but 2020 just feels like a good number. It just looks good. It feels good. For a lot of us, it's a it's a fresh start, like for real, for real. Um, and I really hope that you guys all feel like that too. If you've been struggling, I hope that this year feels like just like that new, like that wind that you need to get to the next level. We're going to make it. Anyway, on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, intentions for 2020. Um, Also the topic of family. I'm dealing with something personally myself where I'm starting to realize that in my culture, um, there's a lot of um, negative parts of being, you know, part of the family unit Um, and not intentionally, but it just is what it is. And we're going to discuss those things and how, I don't know, I'm just trying to be a modern Latina. Um, But anyway, um, before we jump into that, um, I do want to share that Anthony will be coming in a little bit later. He's going to be helping us with our final segment, Talk That Talk, and we're going to talk a little bit about current events, but let's jump into segment number one and let's talk about what's going good. So what's good? So as always during this segment, um, I talk about what's going good, what's going um, not so good. Um, and talking, I always talk about the goals that I want to set for this next um, few weeks. But this episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different. And I'm going to talk about my 2020 intentions or manifestations. So um, let's get into it. Uh, what is going good? So the tote bags are officially out. If you like the tote bags, I encourage you to cop. Um, the link to buy the tote bag can be found in my link um, on Instagram. Also, if I am in town or if I'm around, I'm down to just instead of shipping it because I know there's extra fees from shipping. I'm down to just like meet up and, you know, drop it off. Um, hit me up. Let me know. But I'm so excited. Tilts are finally out. I've been working on this for a long time um, because so many things were going on. We didn't get to release them earlier, but hey, we did it. It's there. I'm excited. Also, we, come on, we made it to 2020. It's a new year. Like I said, it's a new start. I really hope that everybody sets new goals and intentions. I'm really excited about what is in store for us, what God has in, has in store for me and Anthony, for our friends, for our families. I'm just excited to see what's going to happen because I feel like already off bat, like, a few of Anthony's friends are, have gotten good news, um, new job opportunities, and I heard somebody, another friend got a job opportunity, and people are just leveling up, and I'm just loving it. It's literally like mid-January, and people are already hearing good news and just on the path, which is so, so encouraging to me because it makes me feel like, dang, I'm on the verge of like getting there myself, so 
I'm encouraged. I hope you guys all feel the same way. Another great thing is that we invited some of our friends to come to church with us this past Sunday, and it was just amazing. Like I always pray that whenever I invite friends over to church, um, that the day that they come, that they hear a message that really resonates. And I felt that way, and I, I just feel always feel good when I bring somebody to church with us to introduce them to to Zoe because it they just it's so fun and it's so welcoming, and everybody leaves just how we left, like that how we left the first time, just like encouraged, like feeling like good, feeling like I want to come back. I want to see what else is in store for me and people's uh, faith just continues to grow. And I don't know, it just, it just feels good. It just feels good. We're all created on purpose with purpose and um, we just got to figure that out. And sometimes we have to get some organization in our life and, and move some things around and prioritize different things instead of some of the, you know, we have vices or we have this or that. And, and sometimes we just got to get clear. So it's been just exciting to see some of our friends come out um, and just experience Zoe with us. Um, another amazing thing is that Anthony and I celebrated seven years together. It was our anniversary a few, uh, like a week and a half ago. And I just cannot believe seven years. Like that's a trip. There's a seven year old walking around like that was born on the day that we started dating. That's so weird. Um, but yeah, you know, we've had a lot of ups and downs. Um, we've grown a lot when I, we were talking about it, um, at our dinner, at our anniversary dinner. And I'm just like, dude, remember where we started? Remember, remember what we were doing and look at where we are now. Like we've been living in an LA for the mo- for most of our relationship now, which is crazy, because we were when we were living in the IE, we were like, dang, we like we've been here forever, like together, and we just wanted to, we wanted to grow, so we wanted to move. So for so long, we're like, oh, we're gonna move, we're gonna move, and like now we've been here longer for our relationship. It's just a trip, but I don't know. I just feel really grateful to have a partner that is willing to, to be open to to want to try, to um, compromise when you know, when he needs to, and I'm willing to compromise as well, but we never, you know, compromise ourselves in our relationship. Um, we're not perfect, but we love one another and we, and we're willing to just try. And that's like pretty much the, the best, the, the, the only thing you can really ask for is for someone to try someone to love you and, and love you in your ugly moments, but you know, try. Um, so I'm really, really grateful for my partner. AKA my soon to be hubby. <laughs> hubby such a weird word. Um, another thing that's amazing. I just, I don't know the past few weeks I've just been thinking like, I don't know what got me thinking about this. I forgot. I think it was like a week ago, but I'm just feeling so grateful. Like people are rich with money, but like, man, I feel like my life is so amazing. I feel like rich in life. I feel like there's so much happiness and joy in my life. Like it's just amazing. I have my best friend that I'm my partner. He's my best friend. We laugh all the time. We always are having a good time. Like, I don't know if this shit is normal, but like we have just the best time. Like I I look at other relationships. I'm like, I hope they have as much fun as we do because it's just like effortless. And it's, it's supposed to be like that because you're going to be together forever. So I feel like that's amazing. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for our space. I'm so grateful for this city. I'm so grateful for all my people, my friends and my family. I'm just, just like, I feel so blessed. Like I know there's so much that I want. I want financial freedom. I want a more fulfilling job, but like, honestly, it felt, it feels good to just sit here for a second and just be like, dang, like this feels good. Like I have a good life and just show gratitude. 
just like, man, it feels good. So anyway, that's amazing. Um, I'm still going to therapy, so I haven't stopped. I'm continuing. I go usually twice a month. Um, and I'm just like learning a lot of things about myself, learning about um, how we like set unrealistic expectations on our partners and how we need to realize that we're partners, but we're also individuals. And sometimes we're individuals in, some, in our relationship and sometimes we're partners. There's sometimes that I'm going through an emotion that Anthony isn't going through. It's my emotion. I'm triggered by my, you know, whatever I'm feeling and something that has to do that associates with my past or past feeling. And he has nothing to do with that. And at that moment, I'm an individual and he's an individual. And then there's moments where we're a team where when we get home and I am cooking and I'm like, okay, let's have dinner. And then, you know, he's like, okay, tag team. Like, okay, now I'm going to wash the dishes. Like that we're a team there where we got our routine. We, we share duties, you know, we make sure that our apartment runs how we want it to run. And that's a partnership, but we are not always going to be partners or like a couple. So we have to just remember that we don't, we can't always hold our partners to a standard of, of being this, you know, like understand every single emotion and, and just get it. So that's kind of helpful to me. I've been, I've been learning that about myself that I always take things personal in my relationship and I shouldn't, he's his own person. And I'm also learning that, you know, we're individuals where we go through our own emotions. And sometimes, like I said, we're individuals, sometimes we're a couple. Um, I'm also learning about like codependency and family and how that, can be unhealthy um, and how that can create a lot of other things. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. But it's just like just some really crazy moments of like, dang, that's what that is. Like, wow, all these things are connected. That makes sense. That makes sense. So if you want to talk to somebody and you want to seek therapy, I encourage you to. Um, another thing that's going good, um, opportunities are coming. I see an opportunity in my friend in front of me right now. I'm going to try. I'm going to go for it. If it doesn't work out, I didn't lose anything. Um, I'm just going to go for it. I see an opportunity and I'm going to try and um, I'm being vague about it because I don't know what's going to happen with it, but I'll keep you guys updated. Um, What's going not so good? I mean, well, one thing that the one reason why I haven't really recorded and it's just been crazy is obviously the holidays, but also the death in our family. And so it's still some days are hard and in a, being in a relationship with somebody who had somebody so close to them pass away, you don't even know how to navigate it. You just like try your best and you pray and you hope that they can just like try to get through that day because it's just, I don't know, I guess it's unexplainable, like the pain that people feel when they're going through that and they're mourning. Like I'm mourning, but like the level that I'm mourning at is way different than others because of relationship, like how close and stuff. So it's just like, that's difficult. Another bad, like not horrible thing. Uh, one of my aunts passed away. She actually lived in Mexico and she um, had breast cancer. I think it was like pretty progressed already. Like I think stage four, I'm not sure. But then she got, I don't know if she was already doing treatment for it, but then she got pneumonia, which is horrible when you're already in, you know, sick when you have cancer and you're white blood cells are already low. Like your, your body can't fight that stuff. So she passed away, um, last week and, um, it's just sad. It's just sad. And, um, I'm just praying for my family. You know, my dad had to go out to Mexico and him and all his siblings are over there being there for his parents and all, you know, being there for one another. And I just pray for them and, and my aunt and my cousins. Um, 
and yeah, I'm just praying for my family. Um, another thing that's not great <laughs> is I still have a lot of wedding planning to do. I am getting a lot more organized, so I feel really good. I think it's just like if it's not one thing, it's another. It's like, so I haven't been doing a lot of wedding planning, but I've gotten a lot better about being organized. I've done a few things this week and now every week on our um, goal, like our board for our goals, I'm switching them every single week just so that we can make sure we're up to date on our goals and we're knocking things out. So I feel better about it. Um, I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but also I just realized like the other day I started crying about this because I get emotional sometimes. Just, I don't know if, I don't know if y'all know, but I begin emotional. I just started crying because I was like, dude, this, I've been waiting for this all my life. And now I'm like, I'm so stressed out. Like, this is horrible. And it's like, you know what? You need to stop. You need to realize that this is your time. Mine and Anthony's time is here. This is our wedding. And we've been, well, I, girl, women are different, but I've been waiting for this all my life. And I'm just so ex- I've been so excited about this forever. So it's like, I need to stop looking at this as a negative thing. So I'm being, I'm getting organized. Everything is get coming together. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And another not so good thing, and I, I don't know if not, if y'all are tired of hearing about this, but it's my life and I got to be transparent. <laughs> my mom and I are at it again. Yes, we're fighting again. Um, we got into like the biggest argument. Um, this is the third time we had this argument and within the last like two weeks, we got in an argument because um, my mom wants me to invite like all my little cousins to my wedding. And I'm like, nah, like those little kids don't care about being there. They're going to be bored the whole time. And I'm going to pay to feed them when I already have so many people on my list that I have that I'm supposed to invite. Like, I just I can't like I can't afford to have all these people there. Plus, honestly, when I really think about it in my vision of my wedding, I don't see any kids there. The only kids that are going to be there are Anthony's nieces because those are literally his nieces. So I'm just like, nah, this is going to be a no for me, dog. And um, she's just like not having it. Like she does not get it. Like she thinks I'm being the most selfish. She thinks I'm an asshole, like pretty much. She just thinks I'm a jerk. And I like realize like this is such a Latino thing. Like Latinos think that they have a say in it. And they don't see it as this is your day. You can do whatever you want. They see it as like, nah, this is the family. This is like our day. This Like, no, it's not. And also this decision wasn't made just by me. It was made by me and Anthony. This decision was made together and we've had plenty of conversations and mom doesn't care. She doesn't care. So we've had this argument like three times. I even talked to her really calmly the second time, tried to apologize and say, you know, I'm praying that you can understand us, that, you know, you can respect our decision. Like, this is something we've really talked about. We've never, we didn't make this this uh, decision intentionally to hurt anybody. If anybody's feelings are hurt, I'm sorry, but that's just, you know, this is just our decision. And she's just like, nah. She told me that she's just giving me options, but her one and only option is invite my cousins. And I'm like, nah. So I'm really stubborn about that. But also, I'm just trying to set boundaries with my family because, if I, if I give in now, like what else am I going to give in? Like this kind of sets a tone and I'm just like, no, I'm also very stubborn. So that's hard for my mom. But I think the other thing is like, 
I just feel like we cannot make everybody happy. Like we're just not like, even if I did all everything that everybody wants me to do, someone's going to have something to say. And I also feel like if, if they're going to take it personally and not come, if certain people are going to get taken personally and not come because their kids are not invited, then like, I don't need that negative energy in, in my life anyway. I see things like if, if they don't want to be there, then they don't need to be there. Like that's the way it was supposed to be then. But Latinos don't see it like that. So I'm like struggling because like my mom just does not understand. Like there's like she just does not get it. She doesn't have the capacity to understand that I'm just like, this is our day. We're going to be there with the people that have seen our relationship grow and who like are excited. Not just like random kids that like are related to me. No, I'm not, you know, no hate towards them. Just saying like they are, they're not going to, the value in our wedding is not going to be as high for them than other people. So I'm just like, nah, that doesn't make sense. So anyway, we're fighting about it again. And um, it sparked a lot of questions about the Latino community or like my culture. Let's not say the Latino community, my culture, the culture that I'm in. I'm a Mexican, Mexican-American young lady. And um, we're going to talk about it in the next segment. But let's talk about my 2020 intentions and manifestation. So some of the things that I want this year, I want a deeper connection with God, man. It just feels good every Sunday when I go to church to Zoe. I know you guys tried hearing about it, but I just feel really good about it. And if you don't know what that is, I encourage you to listen to the Zoe Church of LA a podcast um, available on Apple and I think like everywhere. And also they have a YouTube channel. Like if you ever just want to feel uplifted, just listen to it. But, any, you know, every Sunday I just feel so encouraged. I feel like, dang, man, like anything is possible. Like, dude, the time is now. Like I feel refreshed. Like let's do it. Um, another intention, just bring more people to church. Just bring more people to welcome them to, to have um, community and to have a deeper relationship with them. And it just feels good to f- see people that are encouraged and just like excited about life. <laughs> um, another manifestation or intention is to plan and have a beautiful wedding. Yeah. Like I, I just, I just know, like I always have this thing, like things are going to go exactly the way that they're supposed to like, and I, and I f- have so much faith that it's going to be an amazing day. It's going to be exactly the way it's supposed to be. And it's going to be exciting. And it's going to be just the start of our, our marriage. It's, and that's going to be a new chapter. Yes. This is like the party to get started, but really like it's the start of our marriage. And that's like really what should we, what we should be focusing on, to be honest with you, our marriage. Um, another thing that I want, another intention is just having a deeper connection with Anthony you know, continue to, to, to get on another level with him. Um, and you know, every year I feel like we get deeper and deeper. And I think, I think we're just getting better and better, to be honest. Another intention is to move into a bigger home. We've outgrown our space. Um, and I know that after we get married, we have plans to move. So I know that that's going to happen. And I'm so excited to just have more space. Um, another intention is to start a family <laughs> after the wedding, of course, because ain't nobody trying to be five months pregnant <laughs> at the wedding. So I'm excited about that. God's plan, whatever is in God's plan. Let's go for it. Oh, um, more opportunity, financial freedom, just like I welcome it and I'm like, let's do it. I'm down for it. You know, the time is now that's, that's actually, the time is now is actually like my mantra for this year. 
If you guys watch my story, you'll know. Um, another intention is just more abundance and faith and love and money and adventure and everything. Just good. Just more. And then um, another intention is just have peace and have balance in my life. Um, I've been feeling like, man, we just do too much. Like, we say yes to a lot. And I'm just like, I just want to chill and relax. So we're not the same no sometimes. And um, just take care of ourselves for peace and balance. And then the final thing is just having a, another level of self-love and deeper understanding of myself and so that I can be a better me for me, but also a better me for my partner, for my family, for my friends. And I just want to be better. So I'm going to continue therapy. So those are my intentions and manifestations for 2020. I encourage you all to take some time and to think about what you want for this year. Um, and even if you have, if you've never done this before, maybe even create a, a vision board because at the end of the year, if you look at it like, dang, I did X, Y, and Z, it's like so encouraging and it makes you, it just makes you feel like, man, next year, what else am I going to do? Like, man, sky's the limit. I could, I could do a lot. So anyway, uh, those are the intentions. Let's get into segment number two and talk about the fam. Damn. 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 So obviously you can understand that based off of what's been going on in my, in my uh, with my mom. Um, all these questions came up about family. So I just started to think about, and in therapy too, it came up. Uh, I started thinking about codependency and family, just like my family dynamics, like what's my role in my family, um, setting boundaries, like have I set boundaries? Like are they like apparent do, do they understand that those boundaries are set and are they healthy also what's the difference between a healthy and a unhealthy relationship in in family i don't know there's so many things um it's just interesting because all of these things are low-key connected but anyway let's talk about codependency and something that i've kind of come into the realization about in our culture the latino community or the mexican whatever you want to call it and also I just want to say like my family I don't think my family or my parents did any of do any of this on purpose to like hurt us like I think they are just trying to do their best and then we realize like hey that's probably not the healthiest way shoot I don't even know what the right answer is but I'll just share a little bit about what it was like for me growing up and how I kind of had like an aha moment so Basically growing up, like I was always with my family. I was always at home. Like if it was, if I, after school, I'd go to practice for soccer or swimming. I was a swimmer as well. And if it was in soccer, it was swimming. If it wasn't swimming, it was soccer. And on the weekends, it was a swimming or a soccer game. So Monday through Friday, it was school and practice a few days out of the week practice. And then, um, week Saturdays were, you know, you go to your game and then, you go to a family party or you just chill or on, and then on Sunday you go to church and you just chill. Um, my friend, my best friend, Lorena always came with us to a lot of places. So it's like my family all the time. And then my friend, and there was like no real freedom. It was like, it was just, it's just us always. My dad was even our soccer coach, which I actually was like really grateful for because I thought it was really cool that my dad got to be my soccer coach. But when I talked about this with my therapist, he was like, whoa. And I'm like, what? He's like, so you didn't really have any freedom growing up. And I'm like, no, like this, but I just thought that was normal. He's like, so you weren't encouraged to take risks? And I'm like, no. He's like, hmm. 
He's like, that's interesting. And I'm like, why? Well, you know, I didn't know any different. He's like, when did it start to change? And I'm like, hmm, when did like my parents really get on my ass about things? Um, and that was after I graduated high school when I became an adult and I had more freedom when I had a car when I could just literally leave when I wanted to leave. And they just like would trip. Like if I came home like late, oh, you're being disrespectful to this home. Like I would work and I would go to school, but it was always like, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. Like always had something to say. Um, And I think what happens in families, especially in the Latino community, is that Latinos like try to protect their families and they keep them really, really close without realizing they're kind of hurting them. They're crippling them because they're not allowing them to to explore the real world and see what it's really like. And they kind of just instill like some type of fear in them for the real world. And um, it's unhealthy because then when you become a real adult, a lot of Latinos don't leave their home because they're afraid because their parents have kind of made them afraid to be out there in the real world. And then the mom's just kind of like, ay, mijo, no, quédate aquí, no, right? But that's crippling because then the real world becomes a lot harder and you're afraid of failure. You're afraid to to try because you have your parents at home that think like, I don't know if you could do it. And they're always trying to take care of you. It's crazy. And then I feel also feel like this codependency thing, I feel like Latinos kind of think like we're property, we're their property. Like, no, you need to do this. And it's like, no, I got to do what I got to do. But it's like, no, this is about the family unit and you need to do what's best for the family unit. And it's like, no, I got to do what's best for me. It's a lot of stuff that you realize as you get older. And like I said, they don't do this intentionally. They literally are just trying to protect you and raise you to be the best without realizing that they're instilling some type of fear in you, which is a freaking trip because Latinos are like, like, yeah, they, they're fearful because a lot of them were immigrants at some point. And, you know, as my parents, they were immigrants, they became citizens in 92. So they, thank God, they had it a lot easier than a lot of people have now. But Like these are the people that risked it all, risked it all, and came to to California or to the United States, and like started from nothing. Like they should be the most like you got to take risks, but they're not. They're scared and they try to protect you, and that creates codependency. Another part of that codependent the codependency is like I feel like they think that like you're their property, and then it feels like everyone has an opinion about your life. And not just like your like close family, like your parents and your brothers or whatever. It's like your tias and your tios. And they're like, what is so-and-so doing? Oh, no. Like, And then they talk shit. They're like, oh, they should be doing this. I can't believe they're doing that. And the craziest part is they never talk the shit to you. They always just talk about you around you. It's like, dog, can you tell me if you got, a, if you got something to say? Can you talk to me about it? But they don't. That's just how a Latino way is. Um, I feel like they take they take things very personally um, in my experience. And everything I'm talking about is all my experience. I'm not just, I could generalize, but at the same time, this is my family and my experience. If you feel the same way, cool. If you don't, cool. Yeah, I feel like they take things very personally. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just like the modern Latina. And I'm like, nah, not personal. I'm just doing me. I'm not your property. So I'm just like learning, like I said, about codependency. 
Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about is like family dynamics. Like what's your role as, um, in whatever in your family. So for me, I'm the oldest of three and I'm the only girl. So I'm like the leader in my family. I kind of had to set an example. Um, and yeah, I felt pressure to, to be good and to, to do well in life. But I also just felt like the motivation in myself to like do good and, 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 uh, succeed. Um, as I got older, when I was younger, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really care. But as I got older, I felt that for myself. And of course, like what I do, like, I really hope that my brothers are proud of and my parents are proud of. That's my role. My role is also like the organizer and the planner. Like it's somebody's birthday. Like you, you know, text everybody, like, make sure you say happy birthday. Make sure that you get them a gift card or get them a present. Like, you know, I want to make sure everybody feels special and is, fe- is celebrated. I, I try to coordinate like breakfast or like, let's go to lunch or let's go to dinner. I always try to coordinate all like the family function stuff. And then I'm like always the one that like goes out of my way to go out there and hang out. And we'll talk about that after. So yeah, like think about your family dynamics. Like what is that like? Another thing I wanted to talk about was setting boundaries. What does setting boundaries look like in your family? Um, For me, I think when I moved to LA, I kind of set a boundary. It was like, okay, cool. Like I'm leaving. I'm on my own. Um, you need to see me as an adult now. Cause I am not a child anymore. I'm doing me. I don't need you. I don't need you to pay my bills. I don't need you to do nothing. I love you, but I don't need you. And I'm out. And I think that once I moved out, my parents saw me as an adult instead of seeing me as a child. I think like I set boundaries by not needing them in a lot of ways. So they don't, they can't really say much about things because it's not like I'm asking them for anything. I've never asked them for money. I've never asked them for money. I don't think I've asked my parents for money since I was like in their home. I just don't ask them for anything. I'm very self-reliant. It's very, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a pride thing for me because I'm just like, nah, I got this. I'll figure this shit out. Like y'all do you. But I think another part of setting boundaries is like, how do you set boundaries with when your parents or your family make you feel guilty for doing something for yourself? Like, sometimes I feel like I do things for me. Like, I remember when I, probably back when I first started the, the podcast, when I set boundaries with my mom and I wasn't really calling her every single day and I wasn't talking to her like that. They make you feel guilty. Like, I'd get text messages like, oh, I hope you're doing well dang like you can't respect the fact that I need a moment from you it's like it's weird it's like they shame you or make you feel bad for just doing what's good for you but it's because you're breaking up that family unit right you're not doing what's best for the family anymore you're doing you and it's just like interesting to to think about that like dog it's not about you all the time or the family unit it's about me and being mentally healthy for me but they just it's hard to see. it's so deep it's hard to see that so I'm still navigating how to set boundaries. One of my boundaries that I want to set is <clears throat> still not talking to my mom every single day, especially after this fight. I'm like, nah. Obviously, the boundaries right now I'm working on is like, I'm going to invite who me and Anthony want to invite, and that's it, and you don't have say. And if you hate it or love it, it is what it is. And then another boundary that I want to set is just not visiting my parents all the time. I feel like we're there almost every other weekend. And like, 
Anthony and I are just exhausted. Like every weekend we look like we freaking just got back from New York. Like we have all of our laundry. We have all of our shit with us. It's like, I'm just tired of like not sleeping in my bed. I'm tired of like taking all my shit and going somewhere else. It's like, that's not my home anymore. Like I love them. And that was my home, but it's just, it just, I live here now. And so I'm going to start setting the boundary of, um, not being out in the IE as much and just enjoying our time here, actually relaxing because every time we're in LA, we have so much to do now because, oh, now this is the weekend we're in LA. Okay. Now we're doing this and this and that. So it's like, dude, we just need time for us. We got to stop trying to make everybody happy. And then it's like, even when you try to make everybody happy, like I said, someone always has something to say. So you're just like, dude, whatever then. Also, I'm annoyed because I invite my family to come out here all the time, but they never do. Why? Because I always go out there. So I'm like, I get mad. I'm like, I'm not going to come out here anymore. And then I do. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to come out there anymore. Y'all come see me if you want to see me. Bye. I love my family. And I want to be with them as much as I can because time is really precious. But there's also, it's a slippery slope. It's like, I want to see them a lot and I want to be with them. But I also like, not at the expense of myself and my mental health and just like being exhausted from another weekend being in the IE. I'm just, we're, we're, that's a boundary we're, we're actually working on currently. What does a healthy versus an unhealthy relationship look like? I mean, just being mentally happy, just me- mentally good. I think it's just about, we talked about setting boundaries, but it's also about respect for one another. I know I got some things to work out when work on when it comes to my parents. I, I come off really strong and I'm hard-headed, hard-headed and I don't even let them finish sometimes because I already know what they're going to say and I'm like, nah, no thank you. And my it really irritates my parents. So I got to just at least let them like say their piece before I shut them down. I got to like, at least pretend like, oh yeah, I'll think about it. Like sometimes that just works better than just be like, nah. So I got to work on that. But I think it just, like I said, be mentally healthy and happy and like just don't compromise yourself for your family and for someone else. Like your family's always like your family's your family. You got, you got to do your own thing and, and you got to do what makes you happy. So it's like, it's just a really hard balancing act to, to try to have a close relationship with your family, but also protect yourself and protect your energy and just do what feels right for you. Um, But I also feel like if you set certain boundaries, like at first it's going to be really hard and it's going to be unhealthy for a little while because they're going to be mad um, because they don't get it. But I think after, hopefully they can understand and kind of get to a place where they respect it and then you can get back to a healthy place just on a good level like you don't need to be arguing about dumb shit like weddings and how who's going to be invited or not (laughs) one thing that i hate is when families like well you don't choose your family you know you gotta like you gotta do what you gotta do for your family it's like why because you're my blood it's like yeah I'm down to help you as much as I can, but I'm also not going to compromise myself, be like stressed out and like out of whack for everybody else. Nah, that's unhealthy. Everybody needs to be the best them for the unit. Like people are like, you got to do this for the family unit. It's like, nah, you got to do you for the family unit. Because if I'm not happy, y'all ain't happy. If you ain't happy, I ain't happy. So y'all got to take care of yourself. So when we come together, we can be Gucci. These are all just thoughts. These are all things that I'm just realizing when it comes to my family dynamics. 
like I said, again, I don't think that anything comes from a negative place in terms of like my parents' intentions or my family's intentions. I think that they really think that they're doing the right thing. And sometimes it's all they know. It's, it's what they've been taught. That's, that's how it is, how it's always been. And so people keep it going, but like, I'm sorry, I'm a modern Latina, I'm evolved, and I, I have way too much education and way too, I just know too much to be like, fish out, I'm down, let's keep it going, like, let's keep a cycle going, like, I can't, like, I cannot just allow it to continue to go. Another side note, aren't you guys tired of Latino families, like, talking shit? Like, I'm so over it. You know what I'm gonna do? Next time someone's talking shit, I'm gonna call them up and be like, yo, hey, what up, tia, como esta? No, I'm just kidding. But I am down to call some people and just set some records straight just to like not be a bitch, but just to like, you know what? My intentions when I do things are not to hurt you. My intentions when I do things is just to do what's best for me, you know, and it's not at the expense of you, but it's just for for me and my partner. Man, our generation, we really got to change shit for for our culture because that shit ain't right. We can't just continue to allow it to continue to go this way, to be codependent, to raise kids that are that with fear, to put like unrealistic expectations on our family members, to take everything personally, to hold them to some to a standard that just doesn't it doesn't exist because they're they have their own ideas and passions and I just really hope that we can get to that place and I'm raising my hand right now because I'm trying to break the cycle. So 2020, 2020, the year we break the cycle. If you're feeling some of the same ways that I'm feeling, I'll let you girl. I'd like to hear from you because I just want to know that I'm not alone in this. And also everybody I've talked to is like, don't give in to your mom. Like you got to do what's best for you and your partner. And if that's what you guys decided, then you should definitely just do you. And I'm just like, yeah, but I also don't want to hurt my mom. So that sucks. It's like, Uh, See, the guilt, the shame, it comes in. Anyway, let's go into segment number three. Uh, what? All right, so during the segment, I answer listener questions, and I got a few questions about this um, topic. And the first question is, did you get along with your family best when you were preteen, teen, or adult? Um, I gotta say that I believe that I got along with my family best when I was an adult but only during the time that I had first moved out um and that is due to like I said like becoming an adult and them like being like "Ooh, she's an adult and just having like that brand new like respect for me and also just missing me like dang like you can't you can't be a jerk to your kid who you never see or that you only see two weekends out of the month um as a teen man I was a jerk as a teen you know when you're a teen you think you know everything and like everything embarrasses you and it's like they just love you. So I actually have a lot of regret during that time. And I have apologized to my parents about that. I actually need to apologize to my dad about something that I've thought about a lot over the past year, past years. And I'm going to put it out there in the universe that I'm going to have an even better relationship with my family. This year, 2020, we're going to spend more time together. And they're going to come out to LA. And they're going to be amazing. And they're going to be respectful of my boundaries. And we're going we gonna to get to another level. Manifestation. Um, and then another question we got was, how do you balance boundaries and unconditional love? Ooh, I mean, the love is there. Like, I'm going to love my family no matter what. I always want the best for my family. I always want the best for everybody. Like, even if it's not what I want, like, if it's, if it's good for them and they're happy, like, 
I have to put my feelings aside and I have to be like, dang, like good for like I'm like good for you, like do you boo? Cause I just want you to be happy. So I mean the unconditional love is there. Balancing boundaries and unconditional love, that's hard because it's like if I love you so much, I'm down to give in, but it's like I love you, but like I love myself too. I think that's what that is. It's like unconditional love, like I got you, but also like I got to got my, get myself a little bit more than you know than than me getting you. Like I gotta do me. I gotta take care of me and love me before I can love you. So if I gotta make sure that I'm mentally stable, I'm mentally good. I'm I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling balanced. I'm feeling like energized. Then I gotta set certain boundaries in order to continue to to give that unconditional love and to be there. I mean, another part of unconditional love is just like, yeah, boundaries are set, but like if the, some shit goes down, like I'm there, I'm there 100%. Like I got you, like, don't get it twisted. People be getting on my nerves and it gets hard, but I know intention. Number one, the intention of a family, especially Latinos is a lot of times it's not bad. Those are honestly like the only questions I got. Cause y'all suck. No, I'm just kidding. Because I haven't really been on. So it is what it is. I haven't been as active. And uh, we're going to change that. Um, so let's go into segment number four. Yo, talk that talk. So welcome to segment number four. Joining us today is uh, the one and only, Amph. Welcome back. Hello. He's always really awkward when he starts, so uh, don't mind him. So today we're going to talk a little bit about current events. Uh, what should we talk about first? What do you want to talk about? I mean, I want to talk about the fact that Frank Ocean is headlining Coachella. I mean, after Canfana, I feel like we deserve this. Well, everyone knew he wasn't going to come out. Not all those fans. They clearly didn't know. I would have been happy with Drake. But anyway, Frank seems to be back. He's the face of the Prada campaign. And I mean, is he going to release new music? He released some singles. DHL was good. I just wish he would have released it so I could listen to it instead of just all this vinyl. Which, I mean, vinyl's great. It's cool. But, like, I won't, it, it's not accessible for me. And also, I don't even think he's, like, shipped all those vinyls, apparently, from my conversation over the weekend. I don't know. I just know it's on Apple Music. All of them? I think so. I don't know. They're, like, on his podcast or his radio show on Apple. Um. So what do you think about Frank uh, headlining Coachella? Yeah, that's cool, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a Coachella person. So it doesn't really affect me, but I guess it's cool if you're like go to Coachella and you're into all that. It'd be cool to see Frank Ocean, I'm sure, like on a bigger scale. He usually doesn't. I don't think he's done like a huge festival like that before. So that would be just pretty FYF, interesting. But it wasn't that big. I don't yeah, think. it's smaller. Well, so I'm really excited about Frank and I'm going to get to see Frank. Anthony's not going to get to see Frank. Maybe he will. Maybe we'll speak it into the universe. But he doesn't like Coachella, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm good. I'll watch it on YouTube. <laughs> watch it on YouTube if they play. Oh, I'm sure they'll play. Next on our topics to talk about current events, Drake is back. Yeah, the interview was good. Yeah, Rap Radar. I really liked the interview. I know. How long was it? Like two hours? Yeah, two and a half hours. Did not feel that long. I really enjoyed it. He talked about manifestation, and that's my shit. So y'all know I had a great time listening to that. And then he talked about having... A belief in a higher power. Somebody is watching him, and I like that too. What are, you, what are your takeaways? It was good. It was just obviously scripted. Like you knew he had like the perfect um, answers for all the questions. So I think like 
going into it, he knew all the um, the questions that he was going to be asked, so he was going to be caught off guard. You could kind of tell, like, maybe someone from his team also edited the video. Just It's just like a perfect interview. It's nothing, it's no awkward moments or anything. It's just pretty much, he's just super on point, which he is as an artist, but also, like, doing interviews like that, I'm sure it was pretty much, you know, already, like, set up. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I... I I feel like, yeah, it definitely was, like, scripted in terms of, like, the questions he knew was going to be talked about. But, I mean, it didn't take away from the fact that he still talked about shit that he probably, I would have probably would have not want to talk about, like, Kanye and Pusha T and all that crap. Like, I would not want to talk about the fact that they figured out that I had a child. Like, but they still talked about it. So, I mean, I commend him for that. But I definitely feel like, yeah, maybe some people feel like it was inauthentic because it was, like, scripted. I don't know. Yeah, it was good, though. I think some, I don't know if people had the patience to watch the whole thing. So maybe people just saw like the highlights on Instagram, but I definitely would consider watching the whole thing. Even if it's just like in the background, you don't have to like watch it. But it's a good interview. I think he does break down a lot of stuff that he hasn't really like touched on. And mm-hmm. it was just like a really good, the the people that interviewed him, um, the Rap Radar with Elliot Wilson and all them, they just did such a good job with all the questions and it was just like a different type of interview, like didn't need like another Zane Lowe interview. I feel like this was just like a different energy and it was just so much better than the past interviews he's done before. So yeah, that was exciting. And then the, um, the video and song that he dropped. Was oh, Future. he dropped War too. I forgot about War. Oh yeah, this is all like in the last month. War was good. War was good. I like War, but I don't think anybody's talking about War. I like the video, too, in the snow. I mess with it. I like it. And then um, Life is Good is, is cool. It's just like a fun song. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely uh, like a collab that you haven't really heard. It definitely does sound like two songs. Yeah, but that's... Like that's, two songs in one, but, but it's cool. That's how they typically do it, how Future and him always do it. So it just... I don't know. But I... I think we just want new new music from Drake, so we all get excited regardless. We're like, yeah, whatever, cool. Another song to like have fun to. I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure what a time to be alive part two is coming pretty soon since they dropped that single and all the hints on Instagram and the chains and stuff. I'm yeah. pretty excited to hear that. I heard that other snippet that Alex sent me. Oh, you want to play it for the peeps? Oh wait, you can't play it because it's Apple Music. Oh yeah. Okay, just kidding. I we'll just want to see it. what it's what it's called. I'm like, we'll just sing it. <laughs> Oh, it's called Desire, and it's supposed to be on the album. This one got leaked. I don't know if some of you guys may, might have caught the leak on SoundCloud, but um, that one sounded really good, too. I played it for you. Yeah, it's I. You know, Drake is back, and we love Champagne Poppy over here on this side of town. So we cool with that. What else should we talk about? Um, NFL postseason. Dude, everybody has lost that. Everybody who thought was going to win, all the teams that everybody thought was going to take it all the way, is out. The Ravens are out. The Patriots are out. The Saints are out. The Eagles are out. The Giants. <laughs> the Giants didn't make it. Now, the Eagles are out. That's my team. Y'all know that. And my quarterback got hurt again. However, he was hit helmet to helmet and he had a concussion. So, I don't know. Just bad luck, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care for any of these teams. Obviously, last year it was fun because it was L.A. And then the prior year before that was fun because it was like the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if the Ravens would have made it, that would have been, like, Fun cool to, to go for them. Yeah, but yeah. that was pretty gnarly. I can't believe that they lost. But I don't know. I don't really care, I guess, the 49ers, since it's, like, a California team. 
I I feel like I just want the Chiefs and the Niners to play. If like that'd be a cool game to watch. I don't really care for the Titans. I don't care for the Packers. Also, sports is just fun to watch, and I'm be really bummed out when it's over. I need to start watching these last few games because I haven't really been watching. I think it's this next weekend. It's over. It's over, right? I think it's this next weekend, and then it's the Super Bowl, and then it's over. Yeah, we're gonna be busy all weekend, so we probably won't even see it. But yeah, I'm excited for Super Bowl. Hopefully, we do something cool. Yeah. Someone can invite us over. Um, and any last things you want to talk about? Um, I'm just excited for the Mark interview. Shrimp Daddy gonna come on. He gonna tell a story. I don't even know what he been through unless you know what what he been through. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be like a real fun episode. I'm really excited for Mark's um, episode. And also, it's cool. Got to send out the tote bags that you sold online so far tomorrow. Oh my gosh, I know. Thank you so much for everybody who supported and everybody who purchased a tote bag. It's so appreciated. And it's this is something I've been working on for a long time. No, it's cool. It's like awesome to see people support and, you know, take time out of the day to go check it out and purchase one. And next day shipping. It's like Amazon over here. Yeah, except for the first few who bought them. And uh, Bells yeah. on, we don't work the weekends, so <laughs> we're going to get all the tote bags out. But yeah, just check day. it out on the website. It's on my 314 site. Yes, thank you for putting them on your on your website. You're welcome. I hope everyone liked the pictures. Your little lookbook came out good. Thanks for being my photographer. I know. I'm going to invoice you. All right. Um, I'll pay you in something else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting tired. I've been packing those orders all day. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. Growth Nostalgia is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Link can be found on our Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at uh, growth period nostalgia. That's G R O W T H period N O S T A L G I A. Growth nostalgia tote bags are available now. Link can be found to purchase on the Instagram um, bio. The link link in the bio. <laughs> growth nostalgia is recorded in Los Angeles, California. Logo created by Adam Gonzalez. Intro and outro music done by Demar Davis. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hit me up on IG. Have a good one. Bye. Peace.